Hello, I am Emil Carr. I am a 17-year-old youth striker from Glasgow and I am here with... Hi, I'm Erin. I am 15 and I am also from Glasgow and also a youth striker. Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm 15 and I strike in Edinburgh. So, um, we are three of the team of people who have taken over the national newspaper um, for the special Sunday edition on uh, Sunday the 15th of September. That is hashtag... What's the hashtag? Climate strike takeover. Hashtag climate hashtag strike takeover. Um, uh, it's a very interesting project and we thought we'd just talk a little bit about it. So, what are your guys' motivation for taking on the project? Why did we decide to guest edit this issue of the newspaper? I think it's really, you know, one thing that we would majorly like to do is communicate why we strike and why we believe in what we do to um, people who maybe would be sympathetic or might not understand or would just like to learn more, potentially get involved. And, you know, I think um, guest editing this edition of the paper is a really interesting way to do that because we can, you know, talk a bit about what motivates us and also what's happening currently as well as, you know, presenting the current news in terms of the environment and, um, you know, what's happening in the lead up to our big strike, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah. Well, personally, I took it because I'm quite interested in journalism. It's really interesting to me. But it's also a really good opportunity to try and reach a new demographic and try and explain to them why the crisis is so important because quite often we only do things through social media and then uh, there's certain people who just won't see that and then they'll read the paper and they'll you know get the full information of everything. Yeah, I also think that in terms of reaching a new demographic is that the reader base of this newspaper is um, typically strongly supportive of Scottish independence and a lot of the discussion on Scottish independence just doesn't really talk about the climate crisis so it's quite good to have this chance to talk about how they can work together and how we can build a strong Scotland that cares for the environment and is sustainable. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great opportunity and a big thank you to all of the editing team at The National for letting us do this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. You've been amazing. So, um, as you may know, we are organising the first ever Global Strike for Climate on the 20th of September, where we're asking for adults to join us and stand in solidarity with us youth strikers. Do you guys want to tell me a little bit more about that? Right, so September 20th is called the Global Strike for the Climate. Um, it's happening all over the UK. In Scotland, we've got locations in Edinburgh, Glasgow, um, Peebles, you know, all sorts of places. So there's big and there's small and it's all over the country. So what this is, is basically an opportunity for um, adults and people of older generations to get involved with the Youth Strike for Climate movement because we think it's really important that everyone can stand in solidarity with us and, you know, show, our, show their support for climate action. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really great, you know, opportunity for everyone to kind of stand up and... Uh, show that this is something that they believe in. Uh, Dylan, do you want to maybe talk a bit more about uh, what, what you think about it? I think it's really good to get adults involved because a lot of them have said that we are the future but they're also the people of right now and they can make the change and so it's really important to get everyone involved because if everyone's doing something then you know it, something happens instead of us just shouting and then nothing really getting done. Yeah, so um Erin was talking a little bit about uh, how strikes are happening all over Scotland. So 
I actually have the full list in front of yeah. me right now. Great, you can, I kind of forgot some of the locations. <laughs> you can get this yourself if you go to climatestrike.scot forward slash global strike for climate uh, to find all of the details about where exactly in your city and when. But the full list is Glasgow, Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Dundee, Inverness, Fort William, St Andrews, Ullapool, Loch Gilhead, Shetland. Um, yeah, that's it. Shetland, Lyric. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as I say, go to climatestrike.scot forward slash global strike for climate to find out the full details for your nearest strike. Um, and a big thing that we're doing is we're also following up the strike with what we're calling a week of action, um, where we have organised uh, different themes for each day, which all have their own events accompanying them. Do you guys want to say anything about that? Uh, yeah, so I think the the week of action is a really great opportunity because there's a variety of different um, events and opportunities to get involved that are happening. Uh, so, for example, we are starting, obviously, with the global strike on the first Friday, and that will kind of kick off everything. Um, and then the next day is the, the Saturday, which is the Day of Death, where basically we are holding die-ins all around the country um, for basically to demonstrate, the, you know, die-ins, symbolic action um, to, you know, a symbolic form of protest. Um, the Sunday will be the day of... Uh, so the Sunday is called um, People Power, and... On that day, um, they're hoping to hold people's assemblies uh, all over Scotland and draft what we're calling a people's declaration. Um, so if you don't know, um, a people's assembly is the unofficial version of a citizens' assembly. And um, that links in with uh, our demands that Scottish government um, listen to the people's voices and they ensure a just transition. And a big part of that is holding these uh, citizens' assemblies um, to make sure that people's voices are heard and they're not just making decisions for us. Um, so we're holding these people's assemblies which are supposed to show the government how easy it is to do it properly and we're also going to use it as a chance to um, maybe represent voices from all of the generations, not just ours, and write a declaration which will then be delivering to the parliament later on the week. Yeah, yeah. After that we have on Monday the Day of Disruption so we will be doing legal disruption in multiple different places across cities and towns. So we'll do things like um, standing in front of roads only when the lights are off, so it's, you know, legal, because mm-hmm. uh, we are a strictly legal movement, and lots of different things like that. So there'll be more details to follow on where and when that will be happening. Uh, yeah, um, Tuesday is the day of education, so what we're asking for that day to happen with is what we want to see is we would like um, teachers and, you know, all sorts of educators to, um, you know, teach about the climate crisis because it's not something that is, you, you know, it's not very heavily talked about within the curriculum, um, particularly in, you know, like public schools in Scotland, we do not learn a lot about climate change at all um, and that fits in with one of our demands which we can talk a bit about later but we would like to see um, climate change being taught about in schools and you know other places of education because we think it's really important to learn about and it's not something that we commonly get taught about so we're asking teachers if they would you know take some time out of their day to you know like teach their classes a wee bit about climate 
change and you know the problems that come with that. Um, I think in Glasgow we're holding um, a panel for teachers to come and you know like learn a bit more about the strikes and why we do what we do. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be um, between 5.30 and 7pm at the Kenning Park Complex, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, confirmation to come soon on that, but yeah, yeah check our website, <laughs> climatestrike.scot. There's information about every single day on the front page to check out. Because one uh, problem we've had with schools is that quite often, even when the climate crisis is covered, it's just, yeah, we're killing the planet, now go to do PE and play badminton. So the kids are kind of just left just thinking, what now? <laughs> so we need to like actually make sure it's taught properly. Yeah, because we very much yeah. need to communicate that urgency, because you don't really... That's not, it's not really, you know, um, shown within the curriculum where it does mention climate change on a rare occasion. And we really need to, you know, show the, 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 like the scale of what's happening because it's a huge, huge issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the Wednesday, that is the 25th. Um, the theme of that is love for our planet. So a big part of, um, you'll find this is common amongst a lot of uh climate activist groups including Extinction Rebellion um, and as the Scottish Youth Climate Strike is we always try to make sure we have what we call a regenerative culture which is just where we look after each other and we look after ourselves and we just don't get burnt out by activism because it is a heavy subject and it can take a toll on your mental health Um, so we always try to make sure we have these nice relaxing uh, fun activities just to let off the steam occasionally so on the Wednesday, um, holding a few events around the country just for arts and crafts and free food type things. Just um, kind of like chill, recreational, fun stuff to do, just kind of to have a bit of a, you know, a relax and, you know, not burn out because that's really important not to, you know, to avoid, like, um, to like just losing all your energy. Uh, yeah, it's also really good to get the like younger kids who are maybe in primary school yeah. and stuff because they can come along and do arts and crafts and get like you know the gist of it, but in a nicer environment than you know everyone standing angrily with signs. Yeah, and we love the weeds. They're so <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah. The next day is the um, rally day, so we have a rally planned outside Parliament during First Minister's questions. So we're going to have a few people who are in watching just to watch it and we'll have as many people as possible really outside and there'll be a few speeches and stuff and hopefully some scientists talking and some activists and it should be a pretty good day. It'll start at 11 o'clock just outside Parliament. And correct me if I'm wrong, that Thursday is also the same day as an important vote on the climate bill. Do either of you know more about that? Uh, no. <laughs> maybe, no. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But yeah, um, so the theme of that day is uh, do what's necessary. And we're actually hoping to arrange a bus from Glasgow over to Edinburgh. Um, if you're interested about that, please do send us an email or message us on our Instagram or Facebook. That's Glasgow Youth Strikes on Instagram or Glasgow Youth Climate Strike on Facebook. Yeah. I, for one, am really looking forward to um, the declaration event because I think it's going to be really exciting because a lot of the time, um, obviously, we all strike in different locations. So Dylan um, doesn't strike in Glasgow because uh, he is from Linlithgow, so he normally strikes in Edinburgh. Um, so we 
um, don't normally no, normally get to protest, although we do a lot of coordination with each other, we don't normally get to protest with people from other parts of the country. So it's going to be really nice, you know, just to all come together and be like, hi, we're here, um, this is what we're doing, uh, and will you please look at yeah. our declaration? Please. Hopefully we'll be able to put a few um, faces to names for once. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, to wrap it all up then... Uh, the theme is the end of the beginning and we're wrapping it all up with another youth strike um, and the message behind that is that we're not done um, because the Scottish Government has yet to commit to climate justice and that we're going to keep doing these until we get that climate justice because it is vital for our future and we're not going to accept um, we're, not, we're not going to accept what they've given us so far which is frankly nothing short of lip service um, so, any thoughts yeah. on that? Um, yeah, no, the the, um, the end of the beginning, uh, it's a very fun, very, very exciting name. <laughs> but in terms of the actual event itself, it would be really nice just kind of to wrap up and show, well, wrap up the week of action, but not wrap up our movement, because yeah. we are not, as we said, done in any shape, way, shape or form until we achieve climate justice in Scotland and across the, gro- across, across the globe. Um yeah, it'll be really nice. It'll be hopefully quite a good atmosphere and just kind of everyone will be, you know, sort of showing that we we're, we are, you know, going to continue with this in the future mm-hmm. because we are in no way, shape or form finished yeah. with this movement. And, and just what you're saying about it being a great atmosphere is that a lot of people when they come to or when they think about coming to our protests, they're, they're not expecting much. They're expecting, you know, a bit of a... I was expecting a crowd, but they don't realise how much effort we put into making these strikes. It's an amazing, fun, inclusive place. So we always have events for the kids, and we have music playing all day, and we have an open microphone for speeches. Unfortunately, we can't do that for the 20th, since it's going to be so big, but we should hopefully on the 27th. And it's just an amazing atmosphere. And uh, as for being inclusive, we actually hold um, quiet strikes before some of them, um, where if you're... uh, if you maybe suffer from crowd anxiety and you're not comfortable with the big uh, crowd and the main strike, you can come along uh, an hour before it starts and just meet some other people who are you know, on the same boat as you and get to know them. And it's all quite lovely, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think we also have, um, in most of our locations, we have um, welfare areas, which will basically be areas with um, you know designated people and first aiders who will be able to help if there's any issues at the strikes. Not that we're expecting any, because it's a really nice, peaceful atmosphere. Um, but in you know, in case there is you know anything that goes wrong, maybe someone gets hurt or you know like a kid gets lost, um, that they'll be over there to help out, which is you know really useful and it's nice and it helps you know feed into that nice safe atmosphere that I really associate with the strikes. Um, that that makes it so such a pleasant you know kind of kind and friendly place to be, even though we are. Um, you know, angry, and we would like to see some action taken. We are all very, you know, kind of together and lovely, and you know, kind yeah. to each other, and all nice and bloody bloody blah. There's no point in infighting. It's yeah, just going no, to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also a good date for people to do more local stuff because mm-hmm. uh, the twentieth is focused on the bigger locations and getting large numbers together. But on the twenty seventh, we're kind of having multiple strikes around the outskirts of Edinburgh, so people don't have to, you know, spend like a fiver getting the train. Yeah. And people can just spend more time focusing on, you know, the little details that everyone in a community can do. Yeah. So, um, well, do you guys expect to see any response from the government? Because I think we are expecting quite decent numbers. So what what do you think the government's response is going to be to it? 
Honestly, I don't think we're going to see much change. I think there'll be more of a nagging voice in their mind which could affect the elections that should be too far away. I don't think there'll be much you know, legislation because, as we've been told by them, they have our support, but not much action's been taken. I hope it does incite some action to be taken, but I don't know if it really will, but it'll send a really big international message that will hopefully affect it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of optimistic, to be honest. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, sitting there expecting anything. But I think it's certainly the, the, um, you know, the, the the sheer size and the sheer scale of September twentieth that we are, you know, expecting and that will be happening all over the globe, not just in Scotland. I think we'll definitely, you know, it will certainly be putting pressure on politicians to take action. Um, and you know, we need to obviously create that pressure so that they will, you know, recognise that this is. Something something that the people would really like to see action being taken on so that we can preserve our futures. Uh, and I think it's, you know, really important that everyone comes out and strikes because obviously the more people we get, that's the more voters. And politicians, obviously, they want to do what the voters want. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we will see some action taken and if not, we'll certainly be putting more pressure on them and showing that this isn't just an issue that the youth care about. It's something that everyone is passionate about because it is our futures and the futures of our planet. Yeah, so it looks like we have a couple of differing viewpoints there. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure what I think because, you know, I really wish that the government would just do the right thing for once, <laughs> but they haven't previously. So, you know, I'm conflicted. I'm not sure what I think is going to happen. This is an opportunity for the government. Hello, government, if you're listening, this is an opportunity for you to do something. So if you would like to step up and... You know, September 20th, uh, on September 20th, you will be seeing um, all the people who would like to uh, have you take action on climate change. So this is an opportunity to do your part and to do what's necessary to tie nicely in with the week of action. So we would like to see you do something, please. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So let's say that the government does decide to um, listen to our demands and start implementing policies to actually fight against the climate crisis. Um, what kind of policies would you hope to see out of that then? So in terms of what SYCS are demanding, um, I'll start off by talking past the Dylan, obviously. Um, we would like to see uh, Scotland become carbon neutral by 2030 because obviously we have a 2045 target, which in terms of other countries is yeah, very ambitious, but it's not ambitious enough because um, you know, according to the IPCC report, we have 11 years left before we can you know, prevent uh, irreversible climate change and we need to see action taken as soon as possible. So um, we basically, we would like to see you know, a 2030 target because we have to do that in that time frame in order to, you know, prevent warming of above 1.5 degrees. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we would really like to see the Scottish Government take on that um, that target, even though it's ambitious, because it is literally necessary in order to prevent climate change that is irreversible uh, and catastrophic. Yeah, so... One, one problem a lot of governments seem to think is they think they need to have a deadline but no matter how long you keep going it will still get harder and harder to change so there shouldn't really I mean obviously you need a target but I think people focus too much on the targets and it needs to be just do it as fast as you can because the longer you wait the worse it gets yeah absolutely yeah so that um, 2030 target is one of our um, official SYCS demands Um, it says here the government commit to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 
Um, so as for achieving that target, um, well, you know, I personally believe that uh, some steps in the right direction are um, implementing a Green New Deal, which uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners will have heard that term thrown around, but maybe a lot of people don't really know what it actually is. So do we want to talk about that a little bit, maybe? Yeah, so a Green New Deal basically involves... Uh, you know, transforming and restructuring our infrastructure to become sustainable and, you know, be able to be preserved for the future. Uh, a lot of it, it's a lot of, the, a Green New Deal isn't just one set thing, it is a lot of different things that all play into creating uh, a sustainable future and, you know, ultimately reaching net zero and not letting catastrophic climate change become a reality. So one thing that is very important in it is, you know, it talks of a just transition um, and that basically means transitioning skilled workers from industries like oil and gas that are um, not renewable and not sustainable into renewable um, like other green industries that um, are, you know, going to be able to continue in the future because they are you know, renewable industries and they, they will be able to, you know, sustain that um, instead of just using up finite resources. Um, yeah, so that, that's one the one one of many, many aspects of a Green New Deal. Uh, yeah, Green New Deals are quite complex, but they're really, really necessary because currently a lot of the system just doesn't work for sustainability not built to be sustainable so we need to have something in place that makes sure everything works and it's not you know killing our resources and using up everything because if we do use up everything we're going to be 80 feet underwater and we don't want that so no we do not <laughs> yeah so the idea of the green new deal um stems from the banking crisis in the 2000s and um a group of researchers noticed the frankly insane amount of money that the government spent on um, bailing out bailing out the big banks and uh, they did some calculations and they came up with this document um, which went relatively unnoticed at the time but it actually found that with the same amount of spending that the government has been willing in past to spend on bailing out big banks who you know they only care about their own profits they don't care about stopping the climate crisis or they don't care about what's best for the people um, that same amount of spending could go towards uh, the government government investment in um, you know renewable industries uh, such as offshore wind or um, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so a Green New Deal it's a great way to you know achieve these targets that uh, we think the government should um, be aiming for the twenty thirty. Uh, net zero greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of our other demands, another thing that we are calling for is we would like to see reform of the curriculum. I touched upon this earlier, but you know, as I said before, the climate crisis um, is barely taught in school. It's not you know well covered at all, and we would really like to see the curriculum be reformed to address the climate crisis and really talk about how important it is, how crucial it is. To our future, and you know how it um, will impact every single aspect of our society, and we would really like to see that being taught in schools because it's not something that um, you know is communicated by the curriculum, and it, it really is very necessary that it is so that we can you know properly equip ourselves to deal with that um, in a way that we have not been able to do so just now. Yeah, 
for a pretty horrifying example, the geography course, SQA, mm-hmm. has part that says the benefits of climate change. And there's a whole section on how climate change will seemingly benefit our world, which is yeah. obviously I mean, crazy. I, I don't know if you've seen, um, there was an article from, I, I think it was Reuters uh, a few while ago, mm-hmm. and it was talking about the climate crisis, and it posed it as a great chance for investment in the water industry, as water becomes a scarce resource that you might be able to profit off oh, of. Yeah, I did and that. honestly, that just epitomises um, the horrors of capitalism to be honest it and points out that it's just not possible within this system which then yeah. links to the green new deal and I, I think something that we all want to avoid is um well what we know as green capitalism um or green consumerism um and it's a subject i'm quite passionate about avoiding and you know you see a lot of you see a lot of centrist leaning people um joining our movements and trying to trying to promote this green capitalism but it it just doesn't work, I think, and we've got to avoid it because you know the climate crisis, issues of climate justice, are also issues of social justice, and you can tackle these together. And if you're not doing that, then frankly, what's yeah. the point? And I think that really you know ties into the idea of climate change uh, affecting you know all areas of our society because it's not just um, you know a nature issue or you know, whatever like a, a hippy dippy issue or a polar bear issue which is a you know a rhetoric that you quite hear quite often about the polar bears and the ice caps and it's also sad which it really is but nobody talks about the potential billion climate migrants by 2050 nobody talks about um, how climate change negatively and disproportionately affects people of colour and you know uh, minorities within society and nobody talks about the social um, you know injustices that come along with climate change and everything that's happening to our environment just now and how these people will be disproportionately affected and in order to address climate change itself we also have to address these issues which is something we really are quite passionate about certainly I think everyone at this table you know really really would agree with that that we have to tackle um, social you know problems and social inequalities in order to deal with the climate crisis. One thing that's very ironic about that is quite often it's the people who'll be most affected that are the most blamed but quite often it's not their fault so we talk a lot about you know populations of poor people but then the vast majority of emissions are caused by you know the one percent of rich people and then we blame people for eating meat when it's part of their culture is far away and it doesn't affect emissions at all the way they do it, but we blame them. And then we've got um, the working class who quite often are blamed for not taking a train even though they can't afford it. Uh, and a lot of it's just really working against the people when it's the people who you know make the emissions are the ones who profit off of these people. Yeah. And going back to the idea of um, the Green New Deal, um, that itself uh, brings in um, yeah. huge amounts of money that the government can then reinvest into, you know, overhauling our public transport system and nationalising our public transport system, even and just making the quality of life for everybody so much better um, through the increased public revenue that the Green New Deal could um, bring in, and also just providing jobs. There's a uh, there was a book released um, a little while back called One Million Climate Jobs and it's uh, it's really interesting um, I must admit I only flicked through it but it has some some really interesting ideas and the concept of creating one million climate jobs uh, with a Green New Deal is it would be great for a country and 
I think yeah, we should absolutely. be absolutely be doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've talked well quite a lot about some of our demands. Um, we should quickly mention before we wrap up, um, our third demand is to you know communicate the severity of the climate crisis to the public, and we would really like to see the government do that because this is a gigantic issue of a like unimaginable scale and that's not something that's really communicated A within the curriculum or B to the general public and we would really like to see a change in that because ultimately in order to you know create change you need to give people the power and the knowledge to create that change and in order to give them the power they need to you know be told about what's happening so that they can equip themselves with the tools necessary and the skills necessarily to deal with that issue. Um, so yeah so uh, yeah, let's leave that there then. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, I'm Emil. Car- I've been Emil Carr. This has been <laughs> Aaron Curtis, Dylan Hamilton. Wow! Thank you both for coming on. Yeah, and thank, <laughs> thank you, you for listening. Thank you to the Sunday National for letting us edit their um, edition on September yeah. 15th, which is coming out this Sunday. So we're very excited for that as well. So yeah, yeah, thank can't you. thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you very Thanks. much. Bye.